the prayer that God will refuse to answer for every child of God, part six, praying through the Bible, Wednesday night sermon number 496, number 496. Second Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 10. And lest I, uh, and make sure you remind me to do the, uh, the Wednesday night prayer list. And lest I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a thorn in the flesh, the messenger of Satan. And by the way, that phrase, a thorn in the flesh, we proved over the last uh, three Wednesday nights in this series that yes, a spouse can be your thorn in the flesh. And when you think about it, uh, it, is, it, it can be a reality because why? The Bible says the husband and the wife are one flesh. And so if you have a bad wife or a bad husband, they can be a thorn in the flesh, but it's not designed for you to hate them. Uh, it's not designed for that. It's designed to keep you humble and to keep you praying. And... Uh, lest you get the big head because of all of the revelations. You need to accept the fact, dear friend, everything in your life is not going to be hunkadory as the sweet prosperity gospel people have lied to you for years and told you. And they messed up the church. They helped to mess up the church along with the sweet uh, evangelicals and the sweet Protestants. Many have forsaken God and have betrayed God. Not all, but many. So your wife can be a thorn in the flesh. Your husband can be a thorn in your flesh. You need to see it as that and not see it as something that is not in God's will for your life. A messenger of Satan to buffet me lest I should be exalted above measure. For this thing I besought thee, Lord, thrice, that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, My grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore I take pleasure in infirmities, there's that word again, in reproaches, in necessities, in persecutions, in distresses for Christ's sake. See, now see, this is totally revelation totally new stuff in the history of the world brought from, given from God through Paul. 
this was unheard of. That you are to glory in these things. Distresses. Tribulations. Persecutions. That's unheard of. It was totally opposite of what the world was about. Before that. Other than Jesus. Uh, and the things he said. When he came. So it was in connection with what Jesus said. For when I am weak, this is this 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 is revelation, my friends. Okay, people can't get a, get their heads around this today, after two thousand years. When I am weak, thus the value of the word of God. When I am weak, then am I strong. Dr. John Flavel said, the more afflictions you have been under, the more assistance you have had for this life of holiness. And so, beloved, in our last group of messages in this series on prayer, we uh, looked at what it means to pray to God as Father. Uh, in the last mini-series within a series. In this message, we are going to look at what happens when God says no to a prayer about moving affliction or a problem or a thorn in the flesh from your life. To keep the Apostle Paul from being prideful, there was given to him a thorn in the flesh a source of continual pain or trouble. Paul prayed three times for this thorn in the flesh to be removed from him. But God said no, and instead told Paul to rely on his divine grace and strength. Ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters in Christ Jesus, let's unpack that a little tonight with the help of the Holy Ghost and the Bible Knowledge Commentary, which says about this passage, Paul boasted about a man because his accent was on Christ, not himself. The Corinthian preoccupation with the external and the spectacular was regrettable to Paul. He could boast of these things truthfully, by which he implied that the claims of other men in Corinth were suspect. But what mattered to Paul was not his achievements, but God's work through him. <clears throat> and ladies and gentlemen, that's what should matter to us. Not our achievements, but God's work through us. And most of all, the gospel that he preached. 
so that Paul would not forget this God, so that Paul would not forget this, rather, God gave him a constant reminder of his weakness. His weakness. Countless explanations concerning the nature of Paul's thorn in the flesh have been offered. They range from incessant temptation. How many of you are constantly tempted? I thought after I got older that, and I, I thank God it's not as bad as it used to be, that uh, temptation with fine, beautiful women would be go away from me. But that's not the case. Dogged opponents who fight against you. Chronic maladies such as, in Paul's case, Arthomia, malaria, migraine headaches, and epilepsy, and to a disability in speech. No one can say for sure what his uh, issue was, but it probably was a physical affliction. Remember, some people said Paul had powerful letters, but when he showed up, he looked rather weak and uh, not as strong as his words. It is understanding, uh, rather, it is understandable, rather, that Paul would consider this thorn a hindrance to wider or more effective ministry. But do you know that God will limit all of that to make sure that you stay humble? Because God knows that most of us cannot handle the gifts and the talents and the wisdom and uh, the revelations. And people will lift you up and not lift God up. And some people can't handle that and they don't respond to that well. In ministry and that he would repeatedly petition God for his removal but he learned from this experience the lesson that pervades this letter divine power God's power crisis power is best displayed against the backdrop of human weaknesses so that God alone so that God alone, so that God alone is praised. And it must be that way because we do not deserve any praise, do we? Praise for what? For letting God use you? Praise for what? Letting God give you the revelation? Praise for what? Uh, letting God uh, give you uh, a divine message? Praised for what? Letting God give you wisdom? We don't deserve the praise. None of it. Praise for what? Saving yourself? You didn't get saved by yourself. You could not save yourself. So God and Jesus deserve all of the credit, all of the glory, all of the praise and the honor. And uh, that's what they're going to get.
rather than removing the problem, God gave him grace in the problem. And that's what God has done for you if you're, be, if you're being used by God. If you are serving God. This grace is sufficient, adequate in the sense of providing contentment. Have you gotten to that level of spiritual growth yet where you're content? Whatever happens. Whatever's going on, you're content where God puts you. You're content what God is doing with you. God's grace transformed Paul's perspective. Experiences in his ministry he would naturally abhor. He could welcome supernaturally because the evidence of Christ. Listen to this now. The evidence of Christ's power in the midst of of them brought glory to him, not Paul. To this day, people do not glory, Christians do not glory in their infirmities. They lie about them, they cover them up, they try to hide them, they try to be cute, they try to lie and say they're going through a trial when actually they're going through chastisement. Everybody, they think foolishly because of the prosperity gospel people that uh, if you're being persecuted today, that's because you did something wrong. If you've been persecuted today, that's because you're not blessed of the Lord. If you uh, get stricken in your body today, that's because you're wicked. You, you don't have faith in God. And these, so, and these same so-called prosperity gospel preachers and faith healers they got doctors and, 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 and plastic surgeons on speed dial to cover up everything so that they can always look like they're healthy and wealthy and wise. When Paul came to the end of himself, Christ alone was seen. And Christ alone and God alone received all of the glory, praise, and honor. And that's how it's going to be with you. When he was weak, then Christ, by his strength, could make Paul spiritually strong. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're born again, if you're a born again Christian and you're serving God, this is what is happening with you today. No matter how you try to hide it, no matter how you try to cover it up. Earlier tonight I preached uh, the full, I preached the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. I'm getting ready to close now, but if you do not believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you have never gotten saved by believing in the Lord Jesus Christ, get saved tonight. Jesus Christ said the most important, most wonderful, most magnificent words ever said to mankind in the history of the world when he said, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, my dear friend, and thou you shall be saved. Understand that you are a sinner and that you are on your way to hell. 
Jesus Christ preached more on hell than he did about heaven because he loves you, not because he hates you. He has warned you more than any other preacher that hell is a real place and Jesus cannot lie. And so the gospel of Jesus Christ is your only way to get saved from hell and saved to heaven. It is not church membership. It is not baptism. It is not joining the church or any other religious activity. Believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and thou you shall be saved. The Bible also says for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Follow me in prayer as we pray the sinner's prayer. Repeat after me phrase by phrase and mean it from your heart, believing in your heart that Jesus Christ suffered, bled, and died on the cross for your sins, was buried, and rose on the third day by the power of Almighty God. Let's pray. Holy Father God, I admit that I am a sinner and that I have done evil in your sight <coughs> by breaking your Ten Commandments, by committing the sins of lying and stealing, lusting and coveting, uh, dishonoring my parents, dishonoring you by taking your name in vain. For Jesus Christ's sake, please have mercy and grace upon my soul. And please forgive me of all of my sins as I uh, believe in your Holy Son, the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord Jesus Christ, please come into my heart and into my spirit and save my soul tonight. Fill me with your Holy Spirit and help me to repent of my sins. Help me to turn from my wicked ways. And help me to follow you in the newness of life. In Jesus Christ's name I pray and for his sake, amen. Now, dear friend of mine, if you believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and you prayed that prayer with me uh, and you meant it from your heart, you are now saved from hell and you are saved to heaven to grow in the faith, to help you grow in the faith. Please go to gospellightsociety.com and read my book titled, What to Do After You Enter Through the Door. For Jesus Christ said, I am the door. And if you believed in him tonight and prayed to him tonight, uh, you entered through the door. So may I say to you, congratulations. And uh, go ahead and go to gospelightsociety.com and pick up that book.
free of charge and uh, it will help you to grow in the faith and give you the next steps. Also, uh, email us and let us know that you got saved so that we can rejoice with you. And uh, we can also send you um, some free material, extra free material that will help you to grow in the faith and be the Christian that God wants you to be. Now, dear friends, what a night we have had in God's Word and in prayer. And I give God all of the glory, praise, and honor.